Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you said you, you kind of oversee athletic trainers and what they're doing, or um, what is exactly that, that you help with with the trainers, I guess? Yeah, so um, my position is medical director over the athletic trainers. So, um, yeah, you could say I, I oversee them. Um, you know, I'm sure they kind of keep you, um, there's kind of multiple levels of oversight. So there's um, athletic trainers at the schools, and then Brindy, who I think you had quoted in your article, she's kind of a coordinator over the athletic trainers. Um, and then Angela Keepover, she's a physical therapist and an athletic trainer. She is a manager, kind of older athletic training, and then I have the medical director. So, um, so you know, on a day-to-day basis, we're to cancel. I'm really doing the, you know, making work with the athletic trainer. But um, for me, so I'll, I approve, like, policies and procedures. Um, so if there's something that happens on the sidelines, the suspected concussion, friendly injury, or whatever, we have these um, specific policies and procedures that all of our athletic trainers follow. So um, I put that together with Angela and Brittany. Um, and then they, the athletic trainers meet pretty frequently. Um, they have meetings about twice a month, and I'll usually try to make it to at least once a month um, just to see if there's anything that they need my help on, see how things are going. There's certain, certain times where um, you know, they'll kind of butt heads with a parent who, you know, wants their kid to be back sooner or, you know, thinks that they're worse than they are or a coach that's giving that other trainer a hard time. So, um, in those situations, sometimes they'll have to intervene involved and, you know, talk to the parent or talk to the coach or whoever's involved that, that, that the athletic trainers have a problem with. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, there's probably a lot of problems. They have to deal with a lot of kids on a daily, it sounds like. Um, so in terms of having them go through a like, procedure, um, I guess it's a cliche question, but how important is it for them to kind of diagnose those injuries early on for you to, to know what's going on um, and, get, and get those early diagnoses so they can get the, the help that they need? Yeah, it's, it, I mean, you're right. It's, it's very important. Uh, they're, you know, they're kind of the first line of defense to know, okay, is this something that we can kind of, um, you know, baby with some ice and some Tylenol and some rest, and then they'll be able to get back soon, or is this something that needs, you know, imaging, like an x-ray or an MRI, and then they need surgery. So, um, yeah, they're, it's so nice having them right there on site so they can get, get plugged in where they need to go really quick, you know, as opposed to, Okay, go to the urgent care and then follow up with the primary care doctor and then possibly see health or medicine or surgery. They can kind of say, well, I'm worried, you know, about an ACL on this kid, so let's go straight to ortho, or I'm worried about, I think, you know, a concussion that might not respond to just rest over the next week. Let's go right to the concussion clinic. So they're, they're just really good at getting the kids plugged in, you know, without wasting time, which 
as you know, it's super important for athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in having these meetings, I'm guessing that they're able to kind of bounce ideas off of each other, being at different schools and kind of seeing some different things um, once in a while. I'm, I'm guessing that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think the meetings have been so um, instrumental to building our program because really athletic training, they're kind of lone wolves. You know, they're just they're out, you know, at their own school, they're, you know, sometimes have to take care of hundreds of kids a day, and they kind of are just on their own, so um, it makes them feel like they're not just practicing in a silo, you know, they're, oh yeah, I had that happen too, and this is what I tried, or maybe you should do this, or yeah, it, it, I think it's been really helpful for their morale, and just their team building, and confidence, and knowing that they have other people that are going through the same thing that they can reach out to. Yeah. And so I think a lot of these trainers are, are through you guys at Holland Hospital. I think there's one or two schools around here that maybe aren't um, Sagatuck or Fenville, maybe, um, if I'm correct. Um, so how how do you guys get involved, I guess, or how, do the schools provide, uh, uh, like, uh, do, do, are, they, are they asking for athletic trainers from you guys? Is that how it works? Is there, like, a, a contract there? Yeah, yeah. Um, some have reached out to us, you know, and said, um, we really want to start athletic training program or we want to have that particular filing. What does that look like? Um, so we've gone back and forth with a lot, of, a lot of different schools in the area with, you know, what you actually need. You know, some of the smaller schools, like you mentioned, Pestle, um, you know, that, that has been, there's been back and forth talk with Pestle for years. We would love to get another trainer there to or if one reason or another hasn't, hasn't worked out for what they need or what we can offer. Um, but, uh, yeah, trips to the schools. Some schools have a, um, I don't know all the details of you know, how they fund their athletic training, but I know some schools will do a um, part of their their athletic department fund uh, will go to the athletic trainer. And I know some schools, but one of them, you know, I had talk and talk, um, has their the parents pay, you know, a certain amount of money at the beginning of the season to help um, help kind of add to the fund to have that other trainer there. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so if there are people out there who are listening to this, would they, how would they get involved in becoming an athletic trainer? And I know I read that multiple times that it's a process to go through and it's now being bumped up to like a master's degree. But how, how important is it, I guess, now and how can they get involved into becoming an athletic trainer? Um, yeah, it, it's really important. Um, as you mentioned, it's getting kind of harder to become an athletic trainer now. Um, I, think, I don't know if it's, I think it's 2020. Um, you'll have to have a, a master's level degree um, to, to be hired as, uh, as, as a certified athletic trainer. So definitely getting harder. I know there's some schools that um, aren't continuing their athletic training program, some colleges that aren't continuing their athletic training program because they don't offer master's level classes this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. 
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.